Hi everyone, welcome back to the home spun yak. Kyle and I were just yakking about uh, the president making some great choices. Don't you agree, Kyle? <laughs> well, that's new. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just insane that you can go from. Oh, we we did we talk about the actual debate already? Or like as far as the, what happened in the debates? No, because you said that was that. <laughs> so we recorded right before the, the day debate, before you said you said later tonight it's going to go off or something. Oh, like that. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah. hours before. Yeah, it so just feels really like well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's the first thing I would say is that, man, I was just really um, just just refreshing to see um, really civil and intellectual debate and conversation between two adults. And uh, I mean, it was just really something that people needed to, to see after what are sort of a rough year and a crazy campaign trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I concur. Uh, I, I do wonder like what the presidency would be like if, if the presidency was a standalone thing, like it was just this one person, no help, like no cabinet, nothing else. Because I, I really feel like you don't, you don't have the most right now. We don't have the most intelligent people in uh, vying for, for the presidency. So you really right. just like you, you genuinely just throwing up your hands and saying, well, I just hope that the cabinet turns out. Okay. Like <laughs> the people around them are just like somewhat sane. Yeah, with the schedules and the speeches and I don't know. It just, you know, with every president, they have a, an official speech writer. So mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know with how busy they are, if they have like any, if they ever write a speech themselves or they just are like, yeah, eh, it looks good. Like, let's yeah. go. They're essentially I trust puppets. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are. That's essentially yeah. what and they are. I feel like Trump has been one of the first people to just be like, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. with the debate, he's just like, no, I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It wasn't fine. No, it wasn't fine. <laughs> it wasn't fine. No one thought it would be, but of course the diehards on his side are saying he totally owned Biden. And then the Biden people are saying that, there's no way he even came close to winning because Joe got the better of him. Yeah, with his wit, <laughs> with his quick wit. His quick wit. Hey, you're going to listen to this clown? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Just sorry, Just shut up, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. to go from that madness and chaos which nobody's everybody's pretty much numb to at this point oh yeah to then just like oh trump has COVID now so does or at first it was cam newton and then it was trump that both had COVID. and yeah. uh coincidence i don't I think uh, not. <laughs> that's another conspiracy <laughs> uh and it was just like yeah, I mean, it just shows you how insane 2020 really is when it's like 
yeah, the president has COVID now. You know what's gonna what's what's gonna happen in a week from now or even a day from now? <laughs> just something even more bizarre and wild. Well, I mean, I don't know if you just saw the report of Trump leaving his the hospital to go wave to people. Oh no, I didn't see. <laughs> I saw a couple hours ago. I saw like the doctors from that hospital come yeah. out and say, "Hey, you know, he's." We got him on these medications and we expect him to, you know, be able to get out of here in a couple of days at, at most. So no, you know, nothing really to worry about at this point, but I did not see the most recent development. What do you got? <laughs> so they, uh, so Trump apparently said, fuck that to the doctors and okay. they created this little video, which I, I really don't listen to much of what Trump says, but um, mainly because, I mean, why would I? But uh, he, he says he says nothing throughout the entire video. He's just talking. He's talking about the people outside are very enthusiastic, and they're they're holding Trump signs. So he he's just talking about their enthusiasm for the entire video, and then he's like, and this video will probably come out. Uh, right about the time that I go out there to greet them. So he left. Yeah, he left the hospital, was in a Secret Service car, you know, with a bunch of other cars. And just with a mask on, just, uh, he d he didn't leave his car. He was inside the car, but he's just waving inside the car to people. They they were completely surprised by, by his appearance, <laughs> um, which I can imagine. But of course, like the Secret Service people are like, great, thanks. Now, yeah, now like we, giving away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they, they don't feel great about being potentially exposed to, oh, to coronavirus, knowing that the guy has it. But Got to take a bullet for him now, COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the most recent development. You know, I was also thinking, because I, I was looking on CNN, and obviously CNN is going to be like, what was he thinking? Blah, blah, blah. He's so <laughs> stupid. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like we've talked about in the past. I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of journalism in general, although I understand its necessity, and I respect that it's necessity. But how, how boring must your life be as a journalist to, to sit there and report on Donald Trump? I mean, to, to, to just be... <laughs> To just be like, we have to question if, you know, his decisions were a, a, yeah, a good choice every... and whatnot. It's like, but in like, like tomorrow, next week, a year from now, your journalism doesn't matter. Like it, it just, it's all within that cycle of like a couple yeah. hours that it's important. And then you just move on to the next thing. It's like your existence, your job just doesn't seem to do anything. I guess that's true of a lot of jobs though. I don't know. I do, it just, well, I mean, it it's, it's me just a... Yeah, it's just such a uh, difference from what journalism used to be, even political yeah, yeah, journalism, yeah. Um, because now it's like people want the news or whatever gossip news it is now about most likely Trump or whatever's going on around the White House. And they want it in real time, which that is the benefit you can get now from all these outlets and social media it allows mm -hmm. you to get info right as it's happening but you know it's like once that happens they're like all right what's next now go now like it, it's not a piece where it's like 
you know, Christopher Hitchens writing for the Vanity Fair, you know, in the 90s about the Clinton administration, which a lot of that stuff still, you know, was going on at the time about his impeachment and all that. And it was written in a way that, like, it's a historical document of what was going on. And you can actually learn from that and take away oh, yeah. certain things from the past and apply it to the future. But now it's just like 10 second things that are like, boom. I mean, Trump's doing it as well with with Twitter, uh, too. You know, it's like he said so many insane and ridiculous things on Twitter that, you know, by the time you tell somebody or you're, you're like, can you believe this? It's like, well, that was like two hours ago, man. He's done 200 more by then. Like, yeah. get with it. Yeah. That's old news. So, yeah, but he's back and he's going to be tweeting again, I'm sure, soon. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking uh, when he was releasing those videos of like how he was doing and whatnot, I was thinking like, who, who put the makeup on that dude? Like, and all that, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sure they were like, God, I need to get close to this guy just so he can release I know, a video. Just so, right? It's like, <laughs> it's not that important, man. Like, is he, I don't know. I, I guess he can just, I, I have no idea what the procedures are as far as quarantining. And then is the next debate even going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what implications are. Isn't it supposed to be like Wednesday or something like that? Or sometime? I don't know. I might. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, there's three and they're all, you know, pretty close together. So I can imagine it would impact that. Yeah. I, I know Joe Biden said that he was preparing to go to the next debate. Um, so okay, I guess we'll. We'll find out. And then, what, and then he said in the does. debate, he's like, this guy wears a, the biggest mask you've ever seen. He stands 300 feet away from people. And like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> he's got COVID. Yeah. And he was, I think, um, I, I don't know the details of this exactly, but he was in, a, Trump was in an interview with Fox News. And he had already tested positive for coronavirus, but he didn't tell anyone until the second test came came back positive as well. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. I'm assuming that wasn't in person, though. Like, I don't know. But whoever, I mean, obviously staff have to be around him, right? So it's not it's not like he's ever alone. So those people, mm -hmm. none of them knew, is my understanding. So he's just like holding this information and like in, in our lowly existence outside of the presidency, I mean, you'd be, you'd be sacrificed if, if you, uh, <laughs> if you can't, had a positive test and you're like, eh, I'm just not going to tell anybody for, for a day. <laughs> you know? And they, and you, they found out that you got like your whole office infected or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd be, uh, there'd be a public stoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Trump's like, yeah, who cares? I just hold it's, out. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Not a problem. I'm telling you, it's not a, that bad. It's not that it's bad. Not, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's uh, obviously I don't wish anything 
bad on anyone who's got COVID, but he, um, I don't know. He's kind of in that range of, you know, the older, in the older section of where there's been a lot of deaths and then he's pretty much overweight. So that doesn't help either. So, yeah. I mean, there was, a, I, I don't know if there still is, but I guess initially, you know, when you look at all the other conditions that he's got, you know, I think initially people are like, Oh my God, he might not make it. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of people that do wish extreme harm on him, like to the point where they're <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. actually care if he dies. That's fine. Yeah. It's uh so like uh, Rocky Four, Ivan Dragoff to uh, Apollo Creed. If he yeah. dies, he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just and maybe Russia saying. was saying that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh no! Uh, just straight face. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I. Uh... I'll admit, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to root for someone who actively has hurt so many people. Uh, but I suppose, in all honesty, you could probably say that of any president ever, like prime minister, president, leader, anything. Like every decision you make is going to ultimately lead to uh, devastation for for one group of people. Or Certain another. people, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But then it just seems like with Trump, it's so extreme. Like he just goes out of his way to be like, I mean, come on. Like the coronavirus thing is not a political thing. It's turned into one, of course. But mm. it, was it, it didn't that have hard? to go there. Yeah. Was it that hard to just say like, hey, got everyone wear a mask and, you know, let's let's try and get on the same page to deal with this. Um, yeah. Instead, you know, hundreds of thousands of people died and which... I'm sure people would have died regardless, but probably not to the degree that they did. And then the idea that he's... Yeah, but it would have been two million with Sleepy Joe at the wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Because he would have fallen asleep halfway through his speech. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, Trump is, is in this, like, suite. I mean, have you heard, like, what he has access oh, to? Oh, yeah. It's presidential I mean, suite, yeah. He's getting like all this, this, all these benefits and whatnot. And I mean, people are bringing up good points. Like he's getting all this like health care and whatnot. And meanwhile, you have people that are really struggling with health care and trying to deal with this whole COVID situation. It's like it's like the president is within this bubble. I mean, the idea of the presidency is to be the first citizen, right? Like that's the the mm -hmm. the, the original idea of the president. But there's no citizenship about it. It's very much like, yeah, I'm the first citizen. Like, literally, I'm the first citizen. Like, I'm the first priority over everyone. It, right. it doesn't seem like it's an equal, like, yeah, I have a lot of responsibilities and I need help with that. But, like, right. I'm also part of the, the collective. I mean, it's very much like I'm a, in a bubble. And right. I'll just pretend like I'm part of the collective, which of course millions of people are buying in, as you can see by yeah. uh, Trump supporters. Yeah, it's definitely the way that you, as a president, handle those kind of awkward situations where you're like clearly the number one priority, but instead of just being like, oh, of course I am, or just like embracing that 
sort of, I don't know, uh, prestige in a pompous way. You, you could go about it in a little bit of a more humble manner probably and, and kind of get a little bit of the flack off of you. But yeah, I mean, with the way health insurance is now, I mean, I definitely understand why people would be pretty upset, but I mean, I just, I went, I have health insurance and I went to the dermatologist just, just for a checkup because I'm, you know, fairly white person. And, uh, there is a risk that, you know, (laughs) know, uh, I, you know, you want to get that, your skin checked regularly, everybody, if you're a pale person and, uh, got charged about 220 just for a general with that's with insurance, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, do you. I don't know. It's just like, am I supposed to be like, you want me to be broke, but have good skin or you want me to like, <laughs> you know, be able to survive and, you know, just, I guess I got to risk it now, you know, like that's yeah. how a lot of people feel is like, it just shocked me. I was like, wow. I mean, just for, I, just for someone to just look at you with like a, like a, weird looking magnifying glass you charge me over two hundred dollars and like imagine if you don't have insurance or something and you know something pops up on your skin and you're like i mean do i roll the dice here because i don't have that Mm -hmm. much money or do i just wait at wait and see if it goes away and first go it's already escalated severely i mean it's just an incentive for people to not you know, go to their physician or get, you know, adequate treatment that all, that everybody should be entitled to one way or the other. Like a physical, I feel like that at least should be free for everybody at least once a year. It mm-hmm. shouldn't just be like, oh, your insurance allows you to have one free physical a year. It should be everybody. And then like as you do elective sort of things and different levels of treatment if you have to go in i mean you could assess that with higher fees but it's just not an incentive for people to go just to get blood work or do a general checkup which is pretty important yeah yeah i agree and yet uh we have this situation i know yeah it's really unfair yeah Hopefully we'll have a little bit more insight into healthcare in the next debate. I don't think they focused on that a lot in the first debate. <laughs> I just had to turn it. Cause like at first was like, I was laughing. I just was laughing at it and like, and then it became like really cringy. Like oh, yeah. I just had to like put my hands over my face. And then I was just like, all right, this is now sad and I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, I I didn't watch any of it. I mean, I watched highlights after the fact, but I I mean, it's Trump. Like what 
It's yeah. going to be like that with the second debate, I guess third debate. Yeah, they got three debates. So Yeah, I think they're gonna... trying to mute his uh, microphone when it's not his time. They're going to have to put him in a box and then <laughs> mute his, his microphone. I mean, no joke. Like, have him like uh, Hannibal Lecter out there with like, 100... the, yeah. the mask and everything. Yeah. So he can't walk around or speak when he's not allowed to speak. The guy's yeah. like, you, you've been interrupting like way more than him. Yeah. Like it's his turn to speak. Like I just, I don't know what to, to do, but just to be like, you guys need to stop. And he's like, well, he's been doing it too. Is this- <laughs> <laughs> we have flashbacks. He's like, well, to tell him too. Yeah. He's like, tell him too. And he's like, you're doing it more than him. Yeah. He's like, he does it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I, I have zero hope for the next few debates, but ultimately the idea, oh, yeah. like, I don't know how nobody thought about this. Like, hey, they're probably going to, I mean, remember Trump's last probably going to steamroll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Remember last time? You'd be in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a zinger from last time. But yeah, um. It's very, it's going to be interesting to see if they change the format at all, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, what I thought was interesting from that was Telemundo, which is like the biggest, biggest um, Spanish news outlet mm-hmm. in, I guess, North America. I think it's Mexican. Um, 66% of people said that Trump won <laughs> from the Telemundo poll. <laughs> Wow. But it was just like, that was a pretty big majority. I don't really know what to do with that information. But uh, I thought that was like the most kind of head-scratching pull of of the debate, or the aftermath of it anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty discouraging. It just, because it also kind of sets a precedent then for hopefully i mean hopefully not but future leaders if that's president vice president or going into like senate or whatever it might be that you can just talk over someone just doesn't matter what you say just talk over them and that yeah. that'll come off as if you're a dominant presence yeah i think uh the vice presidential debate will be a little bit more civil but i agree yeah. I don't know if people will really tune in as to the levels that they did with the regular one. No, no, I, I don't think so. I've actually, I, I think I've heard Mike Pence speak once in my life. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I remember, uh, like the first week that Trump was in the white house, like they were having all these meetings with people and like introductions and all this stuff. And, uh, they were both at this big table and there was like, you know, three or four different women, like four or five different guys at the table. And he's just like, he's like, Mike, uh, you nervous at this table? Your wife's not here. <laughs> he's not allowed to be without his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like. <laughs> just nodded stoically. May I speak, sir? oh good gracious yeah yeah well 
who knows? Maybe he won't speak at the debate because he'll be in a room with Kamala Harris. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My wife doesn't trust me to speak to other women. Uh, For the Lord says. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's that's but luckily, issue. South Park is back to uh, make fun of everything. Make fun of everything. Put a look, put everything in perspective. Yeah, they did. Uh, they released an hour long episode called the Pandemic Special, which, if no one has seen it, I highly recommend uh, trying to find it and watch it. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might check that uh, out. It's really good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I don't know if we have any other developments from the uh, COVID thing. I guess he is, he's just going straight back now. Yeah, he went back, exactly. So who knows? I mean, he's his oxygen was kind of low. It was at like 94%. But I mean, it's not... It's not necessarily life threatening. Crazy bad, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe he just got lucky, which I mean, much to the <laughs> chagrin of a lot of people. <laughs> oh man. Yep, got some. I got some. I definitely got some uh, texts about it from people who uh, are not his biggest admirers. Really? Huh. But yeah. Um, just like, you know, a guy texted me like a convert. He's like, when I found out, I went, it was like a conversation between him and his son. And he's just like, woke his son up. Like, guess what, son? Trump has COVID. And he's like, yes, dad. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know what we call that son? And he's like, karma. And he's like, I raised your right son. And it was just like. All right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that yeah. family story with me. It's kind of effed up, but <laughs> got you. Um, but anyway, um, pretty wacky day in sports so far today as well. Well, obviously with Cam Newton not being able to play, that really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, against uh, the uh, I, Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess the Chiefs. Which I guess that game might be postponed now. Well, it's postponed to Monday at the at the moment, but like oh, I don't okay. see how that. Like I think the Patriots said they'll still play, which seems like an absolutely idiotic idea to play the Chiefs without Cam Newton. <laughs> I know because no it's other a, Patriot players. This could be positive. a Bill Belichick strategy, the master plan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Psych! He didn't have it. <laughs> and here he comes <laughs> running out of the tunnel yeah I, I really hate that for him because he worked so hard to get it get to another team but I mean hopefully he won't miss too many games because of it yeah probably just like two weeks or so yeah um, it shouldn't be well hopefully it won't be too too bad yeah sports have been pretty crazy i have avoided most sports i mean once the nba finals started i just i didn't watch any of that 
because I knew, especially, I mean, last <laughs> time we spoke, it was right. The, it Before hadn't started. game one. And then, uh, bam. Adebayo. Adebayo, thank you. Um, he got injured, and so did uh, Dragic. At that point, I was like, Jimmy well, okay. Jimmy Butler I mean, got they, banged they, up. Yeah. They already have a slim chance of winning the, the series, and now yeah. you're taking out two of their starters. Are you kidding me? Like the fact that of they, course. the fact that they even got, they were even somewhat competitive in game two was a shock. Uh, it's, <laughs> I know. It's just yeah, stunning. It's, it's just the worst luck ever. And like yeah, like you said, everybody had to play like the best games they could possibly play. Every player on the Heat yeah. had to have a near perfect game to be able to win. And then Anthony Davis have to has to have like a mediocre game when that happens. And yep. yeah, now if they're gone if they're out, I mean game three's tonight. If they if they don't win this game, it's a hundred percent over in a in a game four sweep. Oh yeah. Oh it really sucks. Yeah, I, I, I think I think once Adebayo went out and Dragic, I was and Dragic. I don't think he's coming back because he's got a, a tear in his plantar. That's that's uh, yeah. That's devastating. That's, um, yeah. That's, so that's just not doable. No. So I think. Uh, I mean, I I told my friend who's a huge Miami Heat fan. Uh, I told her that I think it's going four nil at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah. After the first if game, he... I was like, it's it's over. Yeah, if any one of their starters goes out, it's over in four. If two, it's definitely over in four. Mm-hmm. It's Drogic over in three. has been like their best. Yeah, it's over in one. It's over <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only good thing is that there are, there are no fans there to celebrate and support and cheer the Lakers on. Yeah. They're just going to be celebrating by themselves. Yeah, I and then everybody's and then everybody's gonna say, I mean, it's the bubble; it doesn't really count. And then LeBron's gonna say, "Yes, it does." I'm the good. Uh, I'm the great. <laughs> I'm, uh, that made me the greatest right there. Yeah, that was a t- He said it's the hardest thing he's ever done in his life. With a really? shortened schedule, in a bubble, completely in a controlled bubble, environment, playing basketball, playing basketball. <laughs> There's With no Anthony home court Davis. advantage for the other teams ever. Uh, you yeah. have a far superior team to every team you've played. Uh, the Rockets lost one of their starters. Uh, then they played the Nuggets, who, I mean, uh, Jokic is <laughs> awesome and Murray's awesome. But beyond that, that was it. And uh, who else? The Trailblazers, they, they just completely blew out. Um yeah, it, and then it's they an played in road. the finals. They played the Heat with two of their starters out. Okay, like yeah. yeah, it's it's the hardest road, all right. Yeah, hardest thing he's ever done. Yeah, he's pretty insufferable sometimes, but yeah, I mean, it's just it just sucks that those guys got injured and. Oh, well, hopefully next season it'll be sort of back to normal and 
I did see that uh, Doc Rivers got fired from the Clippers. Yeah, and hours later <laughs> got picked up by the 76ers. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good, funny. Good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. But today has been particularly wackadoo in the world of soccer because uh, this morning Tottenham played Manchester United, mm-hmm. and those are – you know, we considered the bigger clubs in the Premier League. And uh, it was pretty, it looked pretty evenly matched going in. Uh, Tottenham don't have Gareth Bale yet because he's still like not 100% fit. So it was kind of up in the air from what I saw in the beginning. But Manchester United won a penalty kick in 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds. And then they scored that. And it was like, oh, wow. That is the worst possible start you could have for Tottenham. Seriously. They get a goal not two minutes later, and it's tied. (laughs) They end up winning six to one. What? Yes, six to one. That's nuts. A guy got a red card, Manchester United's forward, early in the first half because there was a corner, and, you know, people are pushing and shoving. Um, one guy in Tottenham like shoved him like this and it, his oh. arm slid up and kind of went into oh, his chin yeah. and then he just slaps him. <laughs> he just like kind of slaps him in the face and the ref was right there and he just <laughs> red guard, <laughs> straight red. And so after that happened, it was just like the goals just kept raining in and it was very embarrassing. Even crazier than that, a game after that started after that that only ended a few hours ago was Liverpool versus Aston Villa. And Liverpool won the title last year very early, very convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the favorites as well this year because they have basically the same squad. Even they've added some players. Um, and Aston Villa on the very last day of the Premier League salvaged enough points to remain in the Premier League, <laughs> like 17th place. Yeah. Uh, and then they had like huge salvaged. celebrations just to, because they thought they were going down. They're like, yeah. we stayed up, so we're going to party. And uh, they beat Liverpool seven to two. Wow. I, I don't even know if Liverpool has ever had seven goals scored against them in their history. Yeah. It just, I didn't see the whole game, but like, it's just very wild, high scoring games in soccer today. So that was, uh, now no one really knows what's going to happen, but there's still a very, very long road to go. What do, you, what do you mean nobody knows? Like, As far as like everybody coming into this game, it was like Liverpool were – I mean, there's only been four games so far, but Liverpool have won all three of their previous games and only like two or three other teams have won their previous three and like bigger teams have lost some games and tied like Man City and Man United. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I guess Liverpool's going to just run away with it. That's kind of been the narrative early on. 
Yeah. But now it's like, wow, they look like a different team now in a right. way. But I mean, it's still very early, but it just kind of even things out a lot for a lot of kind of underdog moves to start happening. Yeah. Yeah. So now everybody Which makes thinks... it way more interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's, that's the best kind of race. Um, so now Aston Villa is going to win it. Oh God. If you put money on, if you put money on Aston Villa beating Liverpool just at all today, you, you probably made a lot of money in general, but if you put money on them to win the premier league and they win that, you would make a killing. Yeah. An absolute (laughs) killing, but no, I don't think they're going to (laughs) win. But it is, it's a lot more fun when it's like, you know, five or six games left of the season and there's still two, three teams in the running for, Mm. you know, there's different scenarios that could play out with top four, bottom three, you know, the winner of it all. Whereas last year it was like, it was done pretty early. Yeah, that's And then they're like, all right, who's going to go down now? (laughs) Yeah, right. It's always it's always a fight at the bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna stay up? Scrappy. So that's, teams. There's always drama there. Is it always <laughs> one team that gets kicked out, or how many? Three teams. Three teams. Okay, so there's twenty teams yeah, total. Yeah, there's twenty, and yeah. three get get knocked down, and then three get replaced. Yeah. Right from the, from the league, league below. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I do wish that soccer, not that I really watch it, um, except for the, 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 when the countries play, um, I do wish soccer would go to some form of some format where you have like a playoff or something, because it would be incredibly disappointing. Like I can understand the race at the end, but it'd be just so unbelievably disappointing to be like halfway through a season already know who's going to win it. And I don't know, for me, I just wouldn't have any incentive to, to continue watching. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty rare that you know like a month or more out who's who the official winner is, but um the past couple seasons it's it's been like that. Um which yeah, I would I would always prefer it to be more competitive and the league below they have a playoff um between the uh two through fifth place teams. So for, if you finish first place, you automatically go up Mm -hmm. and then, um, Oh, maybe that's not how it works, but there's a playoff in the league below. And if you win the playoff, you get promoted. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd be, so maybe the, maybe one and two go up and then three through six have a playoff. And the winner of that goes up. Yeah. Um, so that's always exciting too. But... <laughs> it's such an off like thing though. Like, <laughs> all right, we're the third team of all like the all the lower division to 20, go in yeah. against a, a much harder schedule. This is so exciting. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, how do you how do you get up? How getting, do you get that team is getting worked right now? <laughs> it's it's a team called Fulham, and they are just getting demolished right now. In the I can imagine. League. Yeah. So how do you get up out of bed like every day if you're a Fulham player? <laughs> you barely made it into the Premier League, and then you, you barely, and then you're just gonna get smacked. You right get out. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome just to the league. Touch the ball. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah it's just all about there's this transfer window period where all teams have the ability to buy players and then when the window closes which is tomorrow <laughs> you're cut off until the next january period opens yeah, back up yeah. again and you can do business and buy players but fulham they're like the the director of operations like sent out a tweet after they lost and he's like we tried to buy these guys <laughs> like he wasn't ready like this guy got hurt like i don't know what to tell you like we suck basically <laughs> oh that's good and uh, yeah if they can't buy anybody like you're trying to buy defenders and all this stuff and it's just not going to work out. <laughs> We're bolstering our defenses. Don't worry, folks. Oh, man, that's good. We'll be back next week. Yeah. But I think uh, the, the coach at, because Manchester United made a pretty big buy and they already have a pretty stacked squad but i think they're buying i don't know they're just focusing on all the wrong pieces right now mm -hmm. um and it just seems like nobody's really up for it and inspired by the coach or everybody's kind of all over the place haven't found a good starting rotation or formation that works well and uh i think he's probably out the door soon because mm. I was thinking about it, you know, like when Doc Rivers <clears throat> was fired, you know, he had gone, he had been there for what, seven years for the yeah, Clippers pretty, pretty and, uh, time. and, you know, never made it to one, maybe he made it to one, uh, conference finals, you know, made the playoffs, but never, you know, did anything yeah. really successful yeah when it was lost and city. if you yeah and when you're like at a really big if you're in the premier league in general and you you just don't win like and you're at a bigger club um there's no way in hell you're gonna be given seven years to like we're gonna just ride this out and stick with this guy i mean there's an argument that you can make that maybe they should be more patient sometimes because it can be like a new guy comes in and then like three, four months later, it's like, all right, you're done. You just, yeah. <laughs> you didn't win a single game. It's all your fault. We're bringing in somebody new. Yeah. I mean, you'll see like people come and go every season as coaches in the premier league. It is like incredibly cutthroat sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. There's definitely like a, a sweet spot, but I think, for Man U, I think it's probably, I would say it's run its course um, with the current coach, but 
We'll How see. long has he been there? He's been there now. I think this is going to be his third season starting now. Mm. Maybe second and a half. He might have come in halfway, but with a t- with a club like Man United, people just expect you to win. Oh yeah. And uh you know, he's he's now had time to go after people he wanted to make his own team and if it does start coming together soon then i think he's gonna get a boot out the door well i mean two and a half years is plenty plenty of time you'd think yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's just there's a lot of factors that go into it but yeah premier league is very cutthroat I wonder, talking about the same subject, but in a different sport, I wonder if the Dallas Cowboys are uh, considering (laughs) if they've potentially made a mistake by hiring Mike McCarthy, which I, as I've said, when when I was a Packers fan, I couldn't stand his play calling. Just incredibly conservative. And now they're one in three, having lost to the Browns, um, getting crushed by the Browns. And, uh, yeah, at, at home. And uh, they they should be 0-4. It just so happened that the Falcons uh, really blew just it. blew it again. For, again. And then they blew it last, like, the, the week <laughs> after as well. They blew it bad. Yeah. 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 yeah, with the Dallas Cowboys. They blew it so badly. Um, so... Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, if they had gone 0 and 4, the the Cowboys gone 0 and 4. That they would literally have, so have to funny. win every other game. That would have been so funny. Yeah. So, oh my god, yeah. Cuz they, they were talking a big trash. game. Yeah, they were they're talking trash. a big game. So, I am excited. Yeah, for they're tomorrow. like, "Oh yeah, we don't have a defense. Let's just draft this wide receiver." <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. What was CD Lamb? Great. Isn't it, yeah. His name, yeah. He's really good, but I don't know. I'd probably want to focus on some defense maybe as well. But yeah. I don't know. That's the Cowboys way, I guess. <laughs> That's the Cowboys. I did see the Panthers got another win, second win in a row. Yeah. Good Coming team. back, like I said. <laughs> I don't ever doubted us. Like if you've got a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater or if you've got a quarterback I, that that I, do, I when I look at teams, they have to have at least a decent quarterback, not the best, but like decent, like pretty good. And Teddy Bridgewater is not terrible by any means, but he's he's pretty good. But I just yeah. don't have any confidence in any team to win the Super Bowl if they don't have at least have a decent quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the previous Super Bowls in recent memory and it's like elite quarterbacks Russell Wilson Patrick Mahomes Tommy Rogers Brady obviously which I think they got smashed today who the Bucks oh they won oh they they won yeah they came back by from Holy like 20 point, 21 points down he scored five touchdowns so he uh oh right he, he brought it back against the Chargers. Yeah, that was that was 
That was like that yeah. was crazier than your soccer stories, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. You better praise I need to the see Brady. Those highlights, my God, I know. <laughs> wow. And there are fans there too, fans in in Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see. And at the Panthers. All right. Oh yeah. Five thousand. Five thousand strong. <laughs> Out of how many that can be in there, like seventy thousand or like, something. Yeah, like, like yeah, seventy plus. Yeah. Uh, it's such a weird, weird sports story. But I'm glad that they actually have sports. It's. Oh my god! If they don't have sports right now, if they didn't yeah. have NFL right now, or soccer, or NBA, I mean, especially in this country, NFL. Mm-hmm. I think there'd be a lot more murders, a lot more <laughs> by specifically lot more domestic abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot more hitting of the wives, a lot more hitting of the children. Yeah, it would be it would be bad. It's 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 terrible when I think about NFL, I do have a certain like visual of like the type of people that watch and uh, like uh, that are really die hard. NFL fans, you know, it's the same people that complain about like the kneeling uh, of of the players, you know, that that kind of mentality of like it's disrespectful to the flag and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're yeah, that you're that if you're that guy who you're probably the guy that just throws stuff and screams at the TV. And I mean, and that's that's all over the country, really. Oh, yeah. All over the country. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Especially Philadelphia right now. Oh. <laughs> they blow. They really do suck. <laughs> they really suck. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, that the whole, what is it, NFC? No, it's not NFC Easter. South. NFC East, maybe? Yeah, you might be right. But that entire division, whatever the division is with the New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> Cowboys, Cowboys, and, and the uh, Washington football and team. And Washington football team. <laughs> They suck. I mean, every yeah. team there. The Cowboys is can win like five games and just make the playoffs. That would be so great. I would love to see that. <laughs> like just the shittiest team. Because oh, they are probably the best out of all those teams. They are. They are. Oh, oh, I definitely think so. I never have any confidence in any of the three other teams. Even when even when Philadelphia won the division, I think last year. I didn't have any confidence in them either. No. Yeah, and yeah, I guess that Carson Wentz guy, he's kind of turning out to be a bust. Um, didn't Nick he win Foles, the MVP one year? <laughs> or got yeah, voted like or his, something like that? Yeah, something crazy. The year they won the Super Bowl, which he was hurt for. Yeah, yeah, right. And Nick Foles won, and then they just were like, all right, thanks, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. I guess I'll go to Jacksonville and then just be like benched for this guy, uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And then he, I guess I'll go to the Bears and be benched for Trubisky. And then I'll wait. I'll, let me come in and fucking save the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now, like, what what are people thinking with this guy? Foles is such like, a weird player. Not starting player. that guy. But he's such a I weird know. player because like once, once he's a starter, he's nothing. Like he's nothing special. But when he's he just when has he's to come just, off the bench. Yeah, when he's coming in to rescue the game, 
Like, I feel like you have to trick his psychology and just, like, name someone else the starter and then play him after, like, the first series yeah. of someone else playing. And, like, you're the backup. Don't worry. <laughs> Go out yeah, there. And suddenly, suddenly he's like, oh, I can make every throw. I don't get it. I really don't get that. I know. It's... Oh, let's see. I'm just looking at the scores now. Yeah, wow, the Bucks, 38-31. Lions lost yet again. The Saints barely beat them. Yeah. The Bengals beat the Jaguars. I think Joe Burrow's going to have a really good career if he can stay healthy. Yeah. I like that guy. Rams beat the Giants. Colts beat the Bears. We were just talking about the Bears. Nick Foles. Wow. 19 to 11. That's a barn burner. Oh, yeah. Freaking Phil Rivers getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Who hey. does he play for now? The Colts. He plays for the Colts. Wow, I did not I did not make that connection. Yep. He had, yeah, he had 190 and one touchdown today. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> this is so boring to watch. <laughs> Oh, God, that must have been a nightmare of a game to watch. Yeah. And then the Browns well, yeah. absolutely demolished the Cowboys, which I was so happy about. Not that I don't even, like, especially, like, hate the Cowboys or anything. I just I just really don't like their fans. They're so delusional. Yeah. I've said this in the past. They're just so delusional, especially Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Yeah. He just—he's so delusional. It's just annoys me. Yeah, and you—you just—you're so biased that it influences your analysis on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because then you just get tired of them talking about it all the time. It's like you do realize you guys lost, like four weeks yeah, in a well, row. Why are you talking about the positives? There's no positives exactly to speak of. There's none. It's Exactly. I hate that. I hate guys like that. Yep. Eagles play the Niners tonight. That'll right. be a terrible game. Now, yeah, I, 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 speaking of Skip Bayless, sort of related, but I, I saw the show with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Have you seen that? It's called All the Smoke. Yeah. I saw the one uh, with Allen Iverson. Oh, okay. That just, just aired. It was really good. And uh, I think they have sort of a, well, he doesn't have an issue with Skip Bayless, but I think they talked about him a lot because he was like, you know, talking about all the people that, you know, shit talked him through his career. And one guy's like, was it Skip Bayless? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, I'm actually, I'm actually cool with Skip. Um, but he, he didn't mention a guy. He's like, I don't hate, He's like, I'm not a hateful guy, but there's only one person I hate, and it's it's this analyst. He didn't say the name, but he's like looked in the camera. Oh, he's okay. like, I hate you. Uh, yeah. I hate you, and I hate your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But they didn't say who it was, but um, but yeah, that that show's pretty good. There's been some good episodes that I, I really like. Well, they had um, Shannon Sharp on there. Yeah. And, I didn't uh, see that one, but I saw they had him on. He talked about Skip Bayless and how Skip like really 
like was like I we have to get Shannon. I will not do the show if it's not Shannon Sharp. And they had I, as far as I know they had never met. So oh um, wow or I, it was either that or they had met like once. Like they did not have a like a relationship really. And but mm-hmm. Skip was just like so impressed by the way that uh, Shannon spoke, and I agree. I mean, I like Shannon better than Skip, to be honest with you. Um, I like Skip, I do, but he's just so insanely biased that it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, but Shannon is hilarious, incredibly intelligent, like knows yeah. so much about all kinds of different sports. I mean. They'll just say, like, 1961, and he's like, oh, yeah, this particular team had this player, this player, this player, this player. It's just like, what? How do you how do you know that? It's, it's really it's yeah. pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah, he's really They definitely, uh, yeah, when this first take broke up with, I don't know how that happened, with Stephen A. Smith and Skip, and then yeah. he formed that with uh, Shannon. It's definitely way better than... I don't Stephen even watch. I don't guy. even watch first take anymore because of no. Stephen A. Like Stephen A. just yells and just no, no. he's just yelling just all the time, and I I can't I just can't just do screaming. it. Screaming, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Matt Kellerman either. To be honest, he's he's just boring. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I really don't like him. Yeah, I don't like ESPN in general, but that's just my take. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i wanted to uh, show you something this is something i wanted to do last week but um i we i had to go and we had a, we talked for like an hour and a half um so i'm going to throw up a video so anybody listening to this you'll be able to hear the audio but if you'd like to actually see the video you can check it out uh to give you a bit of context on what this is this is a video of a couple that broke up uh, an, a number of years ago. <laughs> they were together for, I believe, four years. I'm trying to remember the details because it was last week. Um, I've spliced the video, so it's not it's not like the complete thing. But um, so it's not too too long. It's a few minutes. But essentially, it's just they're being interviewed. So the way it works for anybody who's just listening. Uh, they're being interviewed about how their relationship was and why it ended and how they first met and stuff. But each person has to have headphones on so that they can't hear the other person when they're talking. And then they take off the headphones and they talk with one another. So you get an independent answer from each person. Then they kind of deliberate together. And they have not seen each other since they broke up. Okay, so... This is uh, this is kind of a social experiment in a manner. We met through mutual friends. I was barely becoming a freshman. He just graduated high school. We would just all hang out and like get boba together and just chill. And like Richard was like the driver of our group. So every single time we would hang out, he'll like pick everybody up and stuff. And he lived kind of close to my mom's house. So he would always pick me off first or drop me off last because we lived closest to each other. I thought he was cool. I was like, he has a car. This will really come in handy if I ever need a ride. Uh, we met through like mutual wow. friends. I didn't really find her that attractive in the beginning. And yeah, time passed and then I realized, oh, she's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, I used to drive her basically everywhere to school to like get her makeup, especially makeup, clothes, to the mall. Man, it's like a lot of places. Okay, <laughs> so that was All the right. first question, how they met. 
So they obviously they both answered that. So what, what, what did you notice, Kyle? <clears throat> well, <laughs> wow. Um, I noticed that she seemed to be in a relationship with him because it would be more convenient for her life uh, yeah. <laughs> in that he was going to drive her around and um, evidently that turned out to be correct because he admitted himself that he drove <laughs> her not only to school, but to get her makeup and right. do other things. So she didn't seem, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if she, I'm sure she's being honest about it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, I get, I'm sure they both are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's already pretty telling, right there. When when you get into something just because a guy's got a car, that's really not the best sign that things are going to pan out long term. When you start talking about more serious <laughs> issues, but we'll see yeah. how this this plays out. Okay. Wonder who she'll blame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next the next question is, uh, who's to blame for the relationship ending? So just because they don't actually say it in the video. I don't blame nobody. I don't blame him. I used to blame him. I blamed him a lot. And I feel like my current situation with my significant other now, the father of my child, sometimes when I argue and I lash out and I cry, I don't want to start crying right now too because it's going to get me upset. Dang. I say, oh, I blame Richard. Cause a lot of people know I got my body done. I got a, I got a BBL, so I got a new butt. And people thought like, oh, you got a new ass. So you want to switch up and leave Richard for your new man. But that wasn't the case. I was with him from the start. Like he seen me at my worst and he seen me at my high. People think just because I'm on social media and I, I do this and I do that and I look a certain way, they think like, oh, any guy will be lucky to have you. Like, how come I can attract all these men on the internet that comments on my pictures tell me that I'm beautiful and all this shit, but I have my own fucking man not doing the same to me you know like what do i have to do for you to see me and look at me away you know so it sucks because i i know for a fact that i loved him the way way more than he ever loved me okay just real quick before he answers let's be real at the beginning he did say like he didn't find her attractive and then like later right. on like somehow was like oh now that i've hung out with this girl more She's kind of cute, which is always the greatest compliment that anybody wants to receive. Right. After some time, you wear on the person <laughs> and they end up with, they're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what you wanted. But she, she's, she's, is she questioning right now? Like, why are all these men commenting on my Instagram that I'm hot, but no, you know, my man in real life would never say that to me in person. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what she's saying? Well, yeah. And that's, well, because he, you're photoshopping yourself on Instagram and you're, you're projecting an image that is not you. <laughs> that's why people find you attractive because it's not you. It's something that's made up and done in a way to attract people and attract comments in this fake world of social media. But when it comes down to it, like, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on, you know, whether or not she's good looking or not, but, um, you know, if you're, pro if you're projecting one image on social media mm -hmm. that does not correspond to your 
image in real life, day-to-day activity. Uh, you know, you can't walk around in real life with a filter on that makes your face a certain, you know, gives it a certain clarity or, you know, puts a certain makeup on it or makes your body much slimmer. You know, mm-hmm. that's not who you really are. And, uh, yeah, that's probably why that's yeah. why. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you think about it, it's really logical, right? You just, when we're seeing, we're seeing, let's say 20 frames per second or 25 frames per second, we're seeing a lot of frames. We're seeing a lot of pictures all within one second. So when a person takes a picture, they're really taking, let's say like a hundred pictures and then they pick out the one, the one picture that makes them look the best. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one frame when we as humans see like 25 or 30 frames per second. So like if you're exposed to a person, you get you blow through that one picture that that one person thinks that they're the most attractive in. So, yeah, I mean, real life is obviously far more telling if, if a person is attractive or not. And yeah. I mean, granted, it, it, we'll see what. He says there's okay. he's he's definitely not an angel. I would say it's kind of mainly my fault. I know what I did wrong was, you know, I guess talking to other girls, which I shouldn't be. And also on her part, mainly like her peers her around her, like her friends I told her not to hang out with brought us into a standpoint where it's like you choose your friends or you choose me. Okay. So that's pretty shitty, right? Like talking to other girls when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. uh, t- attempting to cheat, and then secondly, um, saying or being controlling, giving the ultimatum of you either hang out with your friends or with me, which is just such a weird thing. Like if you're if you're not that attracted to your girlfriend, it seems like it's more of a power dynamic than in that situation. It's not about mm-hmm. uh, him actually being jealous i I don't know it just seems like yeah it could definitely yeah that's the way it seemed i wish he would have gone into a little bit more detail as far as like i didn't like her friends because they were being negative Mm. around her or you know inspiring her to do things that were out of character um and i saw her going down a a dark place and her friends were kind of encouraging bad behavior he didn't say all those things no if he did then i would understand like and then we had a conversation and we we kind of came to an agreement that like you know your friends are not really who they say they are they're not out for your best interest and i'm just trying to show you that and i don't i don't want you to continue to hang around them and go down a destructive path i don't want them to drag you down but, you know, if you choose to continue to do that, and after I've already voiced that, and we both come to the agreement that you've done this, then I, you got to make a choice. Like, if it was that, then I could see a little bit more on his side. But I think you're probably right in that he's just like, I don't like him, don't want to give him a shot. <laughs> right. So, choose. Yeah. And this is both of their sides now. Uh, obviously, it was both both of our fault, but it was mainly my fault. I mean, talking to other girls, doing shady stuff. Mm-hmm. I did say that I did blame you for a little bit, 
whenever I get into fights with like Tony here and there and stuff, I always say like, oh, I think it's because Richard fucked me up. Like, you know, like I was Damn. with this guy for almost <laughs> six years and like, he was like doing weird stuff behind my back and talking to other girls. So I, it gives me trust issues and stuff. Now I just blame myself because I was a fucking idiot for even like putting up with that shit. It's good that you took that initiative yeah. and blame yourself for once. <laughs> oh man! Took the initiative and blamed yourself for once. Good wow. gracious! The bitterness does not stop <laughs> after oh no. man years. God, jeez, that's that's. These people nuts. aren't the most intelligent either, but no, it doesn't <laughs> seem like they're all that reflective. She, yeah. I, I feel like she might be a smidge more intelligent than he is, but uh, still, I not exactly the most emotionally yeah. in tune. It's good that no. you took the initiative and blamed yourself, yourself for once. Man, oh man. <laughs> I mean, if the guys, if the guy is talking to other girls and doing all that stuff, and then trying to control her on her her life, that's. I find it funny that, yeah, he, that the first just... thing he says is, after all that, is it's good that you blame yourself. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Okay, so this next this next question is, why does this relationship make you emotional? My mom didn't hold me and kiss me and tell me she loved me as a child, so I feel like that's like a mommy thing for me. That's why I'm so lovey-dovey with my son now. But with Richard, I don't know. Like, behind closed doors, I showed more affection. But I feel like, like I said, it built up resentment, you know? I felt like he didn't deserve that. So looking back, it did suck. He probably felt really small. Sorry. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. It's kind of upsetting because like we could have just we could have moved on, you know, be with a, a different person, but we kind of just went back. Every time I think about that, it kind of gets me like upset because I could have just did something else and just not waste my time on the negativity. In the okay, so being with someone else, like I mean, he was trying to be with someone else, sort of. He's trying to play the field. That's what he's actually trying to do, which he just didn't want to uh, to decommit and then be alone and then mm -hmm. try and find someone else. That was that's probably what that's my interpretation of what happened. Uh, as for what right. she said, I mean, I don't know. Let me let me hear that back real quick. Uh sorry i'm sorry that i made you feel that way oh yeah okay yeah so she she was saying uh that she she was sorry that she made him feel small and whatnot i i mean i granted this is an incredibly tiny snapshot in a six-year relationship but it doesn't really make for great content to just sit here and say well i don't know i don't know what could have happened um so i i, I do think that she has nothing to apologize for, I think. Uh, I mean, if, if the guy's talking to, to other girls and whatnot, it's still his responsibility to say, hey, I'm not happy in this relationship and I want to end this relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think she mentioned about her mom and it probably goes back to 
certain situations in her life where she felt like, you know, if things weren't going right, you know, it must be her fault, you know, even if it wasn't. So maybe it's just how her personality has developed to take on, mm. you know, more negative than she should or that she's actually responsible for um, in certain things when she can't really put her finger on why things went negatively or went the way that they did. Yeah. She would probably naturally just blame herself because yeah, her, her parents didn't have any accountability in their lives or try to be responsible and admit to their mistakes. So probably she's trying to overcompensate. There is a trickle down effect. I feel like with, with a relationship with your parents, I mean, if you see your parents doing certain things, either you'll follow in line and do the same thing, or you'll do the hard turn and go the exact opposite. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. seem like there's Man, we're, as much. We're like Jordan ground. Peterson right now. Oh yeah, it's all about the we're archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> He's an archetypal male, and she's an <laughs> archetypal female. He represents <laughs> chaos. <laughs> He's the druid. <laughs> uh. You know, if you read Exodus in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Why or what did your family think of your ex? This is the next question they're going to answer. Getting it was cool. You know, they they, they liked her. And then I think midway relationship, like, I think probably like two years in, that's when they're like, oh, yeah, you should dump her. Or just like, should not be with her no more. My mom knew. She would tell me, he's a nice guy, yeah, but he don't care about you. Like, you're so stupid, you're whipped. And I'm just like, no, mom, you don't understand. I love him, he loves me. But do you want to talk about it or no? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like, you know, I was with you the whole time through your mom's thing. And like when she finally passed, may she rest in peace. Um, it was just so hard, Richard, because like, your mom passed away and we were going through this breakup and I was so fucking mad at you, but yeah, I was still trying to feel for you and like be there for you. Pretty cool. Okay, so that's that's why I think that she's slightly, at, le- at least slightly more intelligent than he is. Because like when, yeah. one, she's trying to be empathetic and in a number of different situations, she has tried to be empathetic. And I mean, the one time when he could have easily taken blame because it was directly his fault, you know, talking with girls and all that, he deflected the blame onto her, which I, I just, I, my sense is that uh, she tried way harder than, than he tried. And he's just, he he still hasn't grown up. He still hasn't got to that point. Yeah, you can can tell. Take, take uh, responsibility. Yeah, he just shut off and like wants to push the blame off on other people and I don't know. Yeah, you can you can tell he's uh he's just a deadbeat really. That's what it feels like. If if you are if you go through a 6-year relationship and you're like really pissed off at your ex, but you still care about them enough to like feel for when they lose, you know, a parent or lose something 
um, someone incredibly important to them. Like that's, that's hard to do. I mean, that really shows that you genuinely had compassion for that person. Yeah. Um, so, and it just doesn't, I don't get that sense from him whatsoever. Nope. Okay, I think this is the last question that they end up answering. Is there anything uh, else you'd like to say? This is the end of that interview. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I did in the past, but it kind of made us stronger and made realize what... Okay. So straight away. <laughs> okay. I'm really can't sorry. can't make a real apology. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but it did make us stronger. Uh, okay. It, it may have fucked her up psychologically, but it made us stronger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. If, well, if anything, it, it, I mean, it, I don't think it helped anybody, but it probably showed her what to avoid in the, I guess, her now husband, hopefully. Yeah. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> I guess he's probably still single. I know. I think he's in a relationship, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's in a relationship now. But if I were his girlfriend, I'd be like, okay, this is this is alarming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really alarming. It made us <clears throat> stronger. Like it doesn't feel like he's changed at all, yeah. and she's she's evolved quite a bit. Then Whenever herself. you say "I'm sorry, but," that's mm-hmm. not a real apology. <laughs> you know, but. who to trust, what kind of person we we are, and. I just don't want her to feel resentment of what I did. I hope you're happy. I'm not mad at you and I don't hate you. I hope our relationship doesn't affect your new relationship. I want you to, you know, tell her she's beautiful, tell her you love her, say these things because that's like something he sucked at. Okay, so that was the end. So, oh yeah, I did want to mention one more thing. She, she said she... Was it her? I think it was her that mentioned that she felt resentment. And I will say, I think that in a relationship, the moment you start feeling resentment for your partner, it's that's a fast track to, to that's it being over. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an incredibly hard thing. So for him to say, oh, I hope you don't feel resentment anymore. I mean, like... Yeah. It takes it takes a lot of communication to to get over that stuff and to try and like put your feelings aside. I just can't imagine him ever putting him his feelings aside and actually trying to uh, bridge the gap between them and try to understand where she was coming from. So, yeah, overall, my impression is that he doesn't seem like a great person to be in a relationship with, at least at this moment. And uh, although I certainly would not want to be in a relationship with her. She seems like she's far <laughs> uh, nicer, kinder than uh, than he is. Right. Yep. Definitely a little bit more emotionally in tune um, with everything going on. And uh, just kind of, I get the sense that she sees, you know, the bigger picture mm-hmm. in tough situations is more mature overall probably genuinely learn something in this taking away from their relationship, which is good. But, you know, I don't think he could, he probably could care less in comparison. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Are they Filipino? Does it say? It didn't, didn't say, say. didn't say, but uh, if you found that fun, then there's, 
millions of those kinds of videos. I mean, some of them are really hard. Like I've watched a few of them. That was really tame. I just wanted to start yeah. out with something pretty tame, but there was, there was one with this one woman who's like in her forties and this one dude who looks like, uh, he was like, I don't know, maybe 23 or something like that. And, uh, Whoa. she slid into his DMS on Instagram and they started this like romantic relationship but he specifically told her, hey, I don't want a relationship. Uh, he said that multiple times. So then they had this like whole interview and what, like just the exact same setup, the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And good, I mean, like the internet came down on both of them. It was it was bad. So maybe if you're interested in, in, in watching that or going through that one uh, next week, that would be, that, that yeah. would be a hot button one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different uh things like that that I enjoy looking at, learning from, analyzing, mm-hmm. you know, laughing at. <laughs> yeah. But I see a lot of I see a lot of videos of you know people reacting to certain things which are fun, you know, mm-hmm. like a yeah. comedian or music or something like that and uh I definitely like I'd like to do a little bit more of those. Okay. Well, uh, we'll call that segment random stuff from the internet. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> there's going to be all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All kinds yeah of it's stuff. not just going to be serious. No. It's going to be no. dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got. Yeah. I think that's all I've got as well. Okay. happy october happy october yeah man oh man any secret to or any any giveaway on what your uh, halloween costume is going to be this year i know that people want to know any hints not at the moment i'm still trying to figure out what's in vogue uh what's acceptable for me to (laughs) to wear get canceled (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Oh wow. Good That's... thing there's no uh photographic evidence of us as kids in Halloween cuz man, we would have been canceled for show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you would have not me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. I would have been, I, I was I was a vampire, I was a devil one year. Uh what else was I? Canceled. <laughs> canceled <laughs> by the Christian community. <laughs> You were a Saudi prince one year. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see the visual proof of that. (laughs) Like I said, we don't have it. Unfortunately, we don't have it. Or fortunately, we don't. Saudi prince. Wow. (laughs) Your imagination truly knows no bounds, Mr. Hatley. (laughs) You have to keep your mind like a child. Oh, yeah. Full of imagination. Seriously. And innocence. And innocence. Uh, All right, folks. Well, we'll catch you uh, next week. Maybe we'll divulge our (laughs) Halloween costumes. Oh, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.